Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. Welcome back to another episode of Conflicts, the podcast. Today, we will be covering the film 1917. But before we do that, there has been a development that means the world is beginning to go back to normal, guys. Maybe. The Matrix <laughs> 4 has resumed filming in Germany. Woohoo! Oh, nice. Yeah. They had already started and then they had to stop because, obviously... And uh, Keanu Reeves and his significant other have returned to Germany, and I believe it's next week they're supposed to pick up filming again. I'm super actually stoked about that movie. Uh, to tell you the truth, the only movie that I care to go back into production is The Batman. Really? Yeah. All right. That is the movie that I, whenever I read, like at the beginning of this, like, oh, production stopped. I'm like, no. <laughs> See, I, 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 mean, I don't know. I want them all to go back in. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I have to sit here and wonder, am I more excited for the new Matrix movie or the new Bill and Ted? Um, I'm more Ooh. excited for Bill and Ted. Yeah. See, I think, I think I might have to go Bill and Ted. You know, I don't know. I love the Matrix movie. I am, you know. I liked of... the first one. After that. See, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really enjoyed the second and third one. I am one of those people that really, yeah, truly did. I, I agree. I think... And the video game spinoffs, those were fun. Oh, there was some, there, oh, the Matrix Online, there was a lot of good story elements that came out of that. Uh, but here's my take on i'll just give the real quick so the problems with two and three were the fact that they were uh, what one was in other words that you know that breakthrough that we had because people forget i had to explain this to my son you know before the matrix movies were different and then after they changed it changed almost everything action movies the way we present the movies it influenced so much well, you, you can't have that big of a revolution for every movie in a series Mm -hmm. so when you don't have that impact it immediately seems less you know, it really is suffering from just the entire concept of sequels where it's hard to break through that same barrier again, which they didn't do. But at the same time, the second, third movie were very much wonderful movies in their own right. The other thing is they try to tell the stories from a different standpoint. If you notice, there's actually a very different tone for each mm-hmm. of the three movies. And I thought that was a wonderful stylistic approach because as they told these extensions of the stories, they took each one from a new viewpoint. And, it, you know, it's almost like a, almost Tarantino-esque where he has these different voices, yeah. but he will intermix his, whereas these are very much, you know, movies one, two, and three. So I really liked the, what they had to say, and they're almost philosophical in nature in how they approach the message. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm good. Is it just one or both of the Wachowskis involved with four? It is just the one. I believe okay. so. I believe I it's don't Lana, recall, but and I apologize for. I do not know not either of their new current. names, and I apologize. I, as well. I believe this is Lana Wachowski that is doing this one. I know it is just the one, and once again, I apologize for not having said stayed current. Uh, on yeah, that. I haven't really stayed current on anything going on in the movie industry because 2020 happened. Mm. So <laughs> I'm just like I'm not sure which sister's going to be there. Like one of them's going to be there. Like I, said, be a movie. I mean, like, I am super just excited for this new Matrix movie because that was like oh, it's still happening. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, the Matrix were 
I mean, when I need ni- to rewatch in 1999, those. the first time I watched that, like that was like one of my first DVDs. I have not mind blown seen those movies since they were. They're new. on Netflix. I saw all them three. all. Oh, are they? That's yeah. sweet. Um, I saw them all theatrically, and I have not seen them since. Yeah. So I definitely need to rewatch. Yeah, definitely rewatch them. I like I said, out. I'm super stoked for this fourth one. When I found out they were doing a fourth one, I was like, yes. But then whenever they announced the Batman, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh, I saw the first Matrix movie a little bit on a whim. So I don't know if you remember what else was out at the same time. There was another fairly large movie that came out that was much hyped. In 1999? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me scrape my brain. Phantom Menace. Yeah. 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 So I actually went to go see Phantom Menace. Of course, you know, I had to see it, you know, day of. Of course. And the theater that I went Did to... Did you walk out disappointed day of? No. I, I, okay. I, I, I mean, We could all do a whole thing on Phantom Menace. But, okay. Um. I actually, so like the theater like screwed up something and they ended up thinking they were going to like miss a showing. So they came out and all the people who were in that showing, they gave us like these movie vouchers and like, you know, nice. you, can, you can use this for another movie. But yeah, we weren't going to get to see uh, Phantom Menace. So like they, they started passing this and I was fairly far up in the line. So like once they got halfway through the line, whatever the problem was, had gotten fixed. So they were able to let us into the movie theater after all and see things. <laughs> but you still got your voucher. And, but then like there was like confusion. So these vouchers still happened. So I had this voucher for a free movie and there were no restrictions on it. So like the next weekend, I'm like, I'm going to go see a movie. I wonder what's out there. I'm like, I'm hearing a lot of buzz about this Matrix thing. I should check that out. So I use this voucher to see. And you're like, thank God I did. <laughs> the Matrix movie. No, no, it was it was absolutely great. So I actually ended up having a second voucher. So I ended up uh, taking a date because this was before I was married. Because like the person next to me in line, like... So it was like, oh, well, I guess I don't need this anymore. And we're just going to throw it away. And I'm like, we're going to throw it away. I'll take it. And throw away a movie to a, 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 a free movie. It was movie the 90s, sure? man. We didn't think yeah, these through. That's true. It was, it was different. the 90s. It only cost like two bucks to get in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't <laughs> the, remember. The, how the much theater it was. that I saw that at isn't even there anymore. Where was it? Down in Branson. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was like six bucks, dude. It wasn't like. It's six dude. bucks now. It depended on the theater. <laughs> I lived in Texas in the 90s. It was six bucks. I don't remember what what that movie cost back then. I don't Probably three I, something. Three yeah, three. I really didn't care back then. It was uh, they had four theaters though. They were pretty uptown. Oh, so yeah. fancy. Mm-hmm. Was this in that like Brown Mall? So, Brown Mall in Branson. I, I can't think of it was like Shepherd of the Hills Mall or something like that. Um, no, this one is this one was on the Strip. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. What you're talking yeah. about. I don't know either. Back to nineteen seventeen. April 6, 1917, finds Lance Corporal Blake and Schofield pulled from their regular duties upon receiving seemingly impossible orders. Cross enemy territory in time to deliver a message that could save 1,600 lives or die trying. Done. 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 Thank you. Thank you. It was beautiful. 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 Um, interesting information. April 6, 1917 was the same date that the U.S. entered what was then called the Great War. Hmm. So the date that this movie takes place was the date that the U.S. officially entered World War I. Uh, it had, in we had, in an unofficial capacity, been helping out the Allied troops, but hadn't officially joined the fray until that date. A um, couple other things about this movie. The location that uh, he is they are heading to is a real location and they actually uh the fighting was accurate to the time to those dates uh the information that they relay about the front lines and so on and so forth was as accurate as they could make it for the film um another detail the story that 
Tommen is telling I I can't remember his character's name. He's just Tommen. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, that, Will. Uh, sure. Um, I don't remember if William, I remembered. I, think. I would use it. I think. Well, I just watched it like four hours ago, <laughs> so I think that it was. Sure, we'll go with that. Good old Will. Uh, the story that he's telling about the guy getting his ear chewed off by a rat. Oh yeah, no, no, not Will. Will. Never mind. Continue. Go ahead. Uh, anyhow, uh, later on when the other guy makes it to the troops and they're all sitting around, somebody's singing rat ear guy is sitting there listening. Like if you look, you can see a person with their ear bandaged (laughs) up and it's supposed to be rat ear guy. That's listening. Um, the other thing that I found that I thought was really interesting and sweet. I made it through this entire movie without shedding a tear until the dedication rolled across, uh, to Alfred for telling us the stories. Alfred is Alfred Mendez, uh, director, Sam Mendez's, grandfather who was nice. 17 when he signed up nice yep. and uh and the stories that were told were his and like when i saw that I, and i didn't even know it was sam mendez's uh grandfather i just teared up i was like oh alfred told the stories and it, it, it got me in the feels mm. hey i missed some information this movie was released december 4th 2019 it had a london premiere it stars george mckay and dean thomas chapman who's Tommen, uh, and is directed by Sam Mendes. And so now you guys have that information, too, instead of just being on my computer screen. Welcome. And, and she was very aggressively gesturing that entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sort of, she kept pointing at me, and I'm like, what? what am no, I, I'm like, pointing at my computer screen, I, I feel Rich. Like, I'm like, were you cueing me? I'm, I'm like, I have nothing prepared. <laughs> I have nothing prepared. I can't do it. Okay, let's uh, let's dive into our reviews. I'm going to start with you, Rich. You're our history guy. What review did you give this movie? Uh, it was a little difficult for me to settle on, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop at a C+. Plus. Wow. So I very much appreciate what they were trying to do with this movie, but I felt it was entirely based too much on a premise. So, you know, this was essentially tried to be like one big long take. Yeah. I mean, we know there have to be cuts, the but thing. they were yeah. trying to do very much where you couldn't see the cuts. The problem is, is I could see them. Yeah. And, and not because I was just looking for them, but because there were many times where it was obvious, where they not only, uh, you know, like w- there's literally scenes where they're walking in and you can see them walk out of their way. Mm-hmm. So that there's like a post that goes between them. I'm like, why? Why would you take the long route? Uh, you know, the the camera movement. They do a lot of, uh, you know, the camera say starts out behind and swoops around them and moves around. Uh, where they're using that to try to create the image of more movement that they traveled further than what they did. But every time they did it, I could just see the camera spinning around them. So did they do that in Birdman? Yes. Is that what you mm-hmm. said? There are okay, five so cuts in Birdman. I have never seen Birdman. What? It's so a great movie. Whenever I saw this today, I was sort of like. This is awesome. Like, I, no, am Birdman I not blinking? Is, like, why is there no cut? Birdman is a lot more intricate. The um, the scenes are much lengthier. If memory serves, there are only five or six cuts in the whole of Birdman. There are significantly more cuts in this huh. movie. Okay. Yeah. Continue. So, like, you know, Sorry. there's the scene where um, he hops in the truck. Mm-hmm. Or they, he'd have been in a little house. They hop in the truck, and he he drives, and then the truck like gets stuck in the mud. When the, he hops out, you can still see the house. I'm like, he's gone like 50 feet. Now, they try to make it seem like they've traveled a while, but when you get out, you're like, well, they, they, I mean, that's like 50 feet, man. So there's too many things like that that destroyed this illusion where you could just tell that they weren't, they weren't going very far. Uh, there's the scene where he's run through the, the village and there, you know, there's all the fire and the shelling uh-huh. and everything going on. And you can tell he literally runs down one street, goes around the house, and then runs back up the way he came. And I'm like, well, uh, he's just, why would he run backwards? This makes no sense to me. And I think they were trying to just make it seem like he went further than he did. But there were just too many times I could see it. And that really destroyed a lot of the illusion that they were trying to create for me. So that's why I drop it all the way down to C+. Because I just, 
I don't know. It's like watching a magic trick and you know how they're doing it. Well, you kind of ruined my grading then because I had never well, seen that before we, like because I didn't watch Birdman. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I saw it. I'm usually pretty good at being lost in these things, but there were too many yeah. times it was glaringly obvious to me. But at the same time, they did do a lot of, of things really well if from historically accurate as, as you know, at that point, from a, from a standpoint of historical accuracy like Lulu was alluding to. However, I don't buy the premise. If you look at that actual event, because here's what happened. Here, here's what they were doing. So the Germans realized that were the, the, the little section of their line was exorbitantly long mm-hmm. and that they could uh, kind of... Tighten it up. Yeah, they could tighten up the resources by building a new line behind that and then collapsing back to it. So basically they built a better front that was shorter that they could man better while they were still manning this front once they were, they were holding it off. Um, and then the Germans clapped back, collapsed back to that, mm-hmm. that point. Uh, it was a very successful maneuver for the Germans in you know during that during that time frame, but I, I don't understand why you send just two people through an area that you know is abandoned, and then we find out that there's actually already troops there. So like, none of it really made sense of the sending these guys there. So like, you know that it's abandoned because there's troops already at the other end. So how do you not know that the in between is is empty? How do you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it does it, it doesn't make any sense. You're you're sending them from point A to point B and saying, Oh, but careful, it could be dangerous German territory. But you know it's not dur- dangerous German territory because they had the imagery. They already had troops at point B. You had troops in between. Uh, you know, you could say, well, maybe communications were just a little messed up and hairy. Oh, sure, fine. But I also don't buy the premise because if you look through World War One, what was it, sixteen hundred men they were worried about saving? Mm-hmm. They were never worried about saving sixteen hundred men. They threw away far more troops than that on frivolous things all the freaking time. I don't buy it. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry. I just didn't. didn't. All right. Hey, that's valid. What about you, Nick, though? How do you feel about it? I mean, I didn't like base this grade on like. Base it on your gut. I based it on like what I just thought of the movie, not like the historical aspects of it or anything. But I gave it a B plus because I like I thought the camera like the one shot. Mm-hmm. was awesome i mean i again have never seen birdman yeah so uh, to me this was new and like i was like wow this is sort of like playing like call of duty like a video game like, oh kind of yeah this is pretty cool i've never seen that and i thought the acting was 100 percent spot on like Same. holy crap i've never seen performances like that in my life like to yes. me personally like i was like oh wow and then the Lannister brother at the end. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nice. He didn't He's make. A- oh, no. Tom, I was like, he didn't make it to the end. I was like, that's. Uh, no, no. Oh, there's brother. two. That's Richard Madden. Yeah. yeah. There's two Game of Thrones. He was people. a Stark. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's the- By the way, I guess that didn't like dawn on me, but it is. Yes. Now that you said that. But then whenever he got shanked, I was like, well, that took a turn. I didn't expect <laughs> that like at all one bit. I didn't yeah. know that this was going to be a story about his friend continuing the journey. Yeah, that, that was actually I almost picked that for my ugly moment because that that scene annoyed me. Yeah, because the moment they go pulling that guy out of there, I'm like, what are you guys doing? That's a stupid idea. This is going to end terribly. And as soon as they pan the camera away from him walking to that well, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that fucker's dying, isn't he? Yeah. I'm like, come on. Here's what you do when you see a German guy burning up in a plane. You go. You got any marshmallows? Now, I don't mean that to disparage Germans now. I'm just saying, if you're in World War One and you're fighting against them, that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am apparently going to be the one to bring in the conflict today because I gave this movie an A, y'all. No, I almost gave it an A. Like, I straight up like, gave it an A. Okay. I think 
the artistry is beautiful in the details, in the clever writing, in the camera work. I was not distracted. Obviously, I knew when they're weaving behind a pillar or, you know, what have you. Obviously, I know that they're dropping cuts in there. I did not find it distracting. Um, the lighting was so well done because yeah. when you are following actors like that, lighting things are so difficult. Even when they're in the the abandoned tunnel walking through where the Germans, you know, the bunk beds are, mm -hmm. all of those, and they're holding those lights, like for the talent on screen to be lighting themselves in a scene is so difficult to get it right. Yeah. And they did that. And even the attention to detail with when they leave that tunnel and it blows up and they th they fire off the flare, they timed that right so you see him fire it off and they move the cameras so you can see the flare fall behind them. Mm -hmm. That was a practical effect. And the level of detail and dedication to watching that flare fall, not to mention the fact that the... Until he loses consciousness, the entire movie is happening at real time. Yeah. That never happens. It's all happening in real time. And they did not dumb it down. They didn't go out of their way to explain every detail along the way. There was so much that they were talking about that went over my head because they were using British jargon that I'm not familiar with. They were using 1910s jargon that I'm not familiar with. They're using war terminology that I'm not familiar with. But they didn't waste time trying to explain it to me. I will say that there were certain bits that seemed a bit too lucky, a bit too what have you. I'm a little bit with you on just sending the two guys on the mission. Like that premise, that eluded me a little bit. Even like they were when they were at the house and they found a cow and a bucket of milk. Where did the milk come from? Who milked the cow? Well, I thought that was going to that it was to, still warm and not yeah. had not turned. I thought they're like, oh shit, the people are still here. Exactly. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my, if if that were me, I would be afraid that people this was a trap or that people had just left because milk turns pretty quick mm -hmm. and it's just sitting out there in a bucket. Who milked that damn cow? See, I don't understand when they reach that German trench and they're like, it's empty. Well, one of them didn't just pop up the top way back and be like, it's empty because you know those trenches weren't that far apart. I mean, in historically they weren't like you could they could literally see each other yeah so if somebody popped up you didn't need to pop a flare i mean not that they couldn't have but literally one of the guys could have just climbed on top of one of those bunkers and waved back at the guys back there and be like they gone you could shout at each other there are a lot of uh instances of where they would do that especially at night they would the troops would talk to each other they, they could speak the language they would have conversations not necessarily like you know screw you guys like they would just talk yeah because they were close enough that they could um, even though it'd be dark and you wouldn't see and you'd be just hollering that that happened. Like they would literally throw messages sometimes to each other. So, you know, they were close enough that you could have just been like, no, they're gone. And those troops could have advanced. Well, you know, <laughs> like as we're like sitting here talking about, you wouldn't know like the coolest part about this movie right now. And the three of us sitting here discussing it is that we've all given it drastically different grades because we're all looking for something so different in a movie. Like you rich, when you watch this, you are the, 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 the strategist and you're looking at like the reasoning behind things and, and you know what, why did they make these decisions? And you're looking in the details and you Nick are like looking for like the cinematic experience and it's just a cool movie and watching the cuts and them doing like the one takes and so on and so forth. And I'm over here like talking about the artistry and stuff. Like it just, like struck me for a second. I love that we all love movies, but we all love something so different about movies. Mm -hmm. And I think this movie is like the perfect example yeah. of that. To me, like, so there's not, well, not that I know of, very many war movies. I mean, there are, but like now in today's time, you know Oh, I, mean? I see what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, like growing up, I'm like, 
Band of Brothers, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and this are like the only three that I can think of off the top of my head that is about a war, like modern day war. Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, so, there's been a, there's been a few others like Desert Storm and stuff, like right? That, but yeah, but like Dunkirk, I just watched it. Would be, it. See, I haven't seen. I that haven't yet. seen that one. Yet I either. just watched it the other night. So, like, if I if I was to think about this and like you know thinking about like apocalypse now and stuff like that, which you would know, but for some reason that just doesn't like click because mm-hmm. I wasn't alive when that movie came out. Like, right. I uh, love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> uh, but I would honestly probably say this is the best war movie that I've seen at all. Honestly mm-hmm. to, for me personally, I, I mean, yeah. story wise, okay. because like, I don't know, did that saving private Ryan story? That wasn't a big country story. Was it? Like, um, I don't think so. I don't remember. It's, it, it's based on things that happen. But it like, you but know, the D-Day thing, that was pretty accurate for them to reenact and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I honestly just liked the story and the one take. It kept me in that my phone like was sitting next to me at the beginning of this and the, I had to pause it and I was mad that I had to pause it to text you guys that I was going to probably be late to walk yeah. to review this. No, and I, because uh, for me, Saving Private Ryan would definitely be a contender for best war movie. I'd ever. have to, but, I'd have to go back and review all the war movies but, I've ever seen because I don't and, remember. Yeah, and you know, and and in my defense, like I know I've been kind of being a little negative on the movie, and yeah, I, but I, I mean, that's kind of like what you're like. That's your opinion because somebody else is going to agree with you that's listening. But you know, the same. Well, I just want to point out, that I'm like, I did not dislike this movie at all. No, yeah, I've yeah. been kind of picking it apart a little bit, but I did give this a C plus. I gave it a fairly decent grade because yeah. I thought there's a lot of redeeming qualities here. And this is a good movie that's definitely worth watching. Um, I just really had to point out the things that really kind of, you know, stuck in my craw, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, like, before I left, uh, Bailey was like, well, what am I supposed to do while you're gone? I'm like, you know what? We still have this movie for 48 hours. I highly recommend you watch yeah, this because it was real. awesome. Oh, we were, real quick, we were talking about the, uh, just the the way the movie shot and how beautiful it is. The the DP, the director of photography, Roger Deakins, on this movie, this is, I just, like, cherry-picked some of the things that Roger Deakins has worked on. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, Fargo, Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, A Beautiful Mind, The Village, Jarhead, No Country for Old Men, True Grit, Skyfall, Sicario, Blade Runner 2049, and that's just a small smattering of what this so guy has done. So the only movie that you listed that I absolutely hated on that whole list was The Village. I mean, it, mm. it's a known movie. That, right, it is known. But it was a I big just, movie. And honestly, nothing about that movie was uh, about the photography. Yeah, <laughs> true. No, but, I'm but thinking like, back. This I'm like, DP, no, so movie, like but, visually... Yeah. If you are a visual person, this movie is for you because this DP is legit and the actual photography in this movie is very well done. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, now that I know his name, like, I'm probably going to, like, oh, and that's like literally, like, I went through and knit, like, pulled out just things that I knew that I liked or that I had seen. It's a laundry. He starts in the 80s and still is doing things to this yeah. day. And he's won multiple Oscars and been nominated multiple times. But hey, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because there is all of those in this movie. So, Nick, I'd like for you to start us out. What's a good for this movie for you? Uh, I, You know, I'm, I'm kind of going to steal this off of you. Because it sort of like runs with the whole like cinematography thing for me. Uh-huh. I like the coloring. Like, it's kind of oh, weird because yeah, yeah. it was like dark but not dark enough and the like when 
I like the lighting. I liked how it was just grayscale. It almost, almost made you feel like you're watching an old black and white war film. Yeah. Right. Even though it wasn't. No, no, that's, 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 that's they also, one. uh, it's, it's interesting that you would say that. And you were talking about saving private Ryan earlier because they leached almost all of the color out of the footage from saving private Ryan as well to give it that same oh, okay. well, that's feel. Why, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I like, think that's a common like a thing soft in the movies. Yeah. Kind of color. Yeah. Colors. Yeah. No, no, that was, it was legit pretty good there. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rich? What's it good for you? I think I may be also stealing this from you a little bit, Laura, but the acting. I'm sorry. There was some phenomenal yes. acting here. I thought George McKay did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, she could definitely get credit because so much of what he did was physical acting. You know, because especially once he's kind of on his own, he doesn't get to speak much. But mm-hmm. that's actually, in a lot of ways, more difficult mm-hmm. than verbal acting. Because you have to feel it from head to toe and you have to motivate everything that you're doing and you don't have words to back it up. Yeah. No, I thought they did a wonderful arc, especially since, remember, he was the reluctant one at the beginning. He didn't yeah. want to do this. He's doing it for his friend and then his friend gets killed and he continues on. So he's kind of this reluctant soldier that does this heroic thing. And it's just a wonderful little arc to see him from beginning to end. And I love the way they uh, started the movie with him leaning against the tree and ended the movie with him leaning against the yeah. tree. Yeah. It, it was it was wonderful. So props go to him. He was easily the best thing in this movie. And I don't mean that to say that the rest was bad. I'm just saying he was the standout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to be the dumb one. And uh, Tom and Rob Stark were like, <laughs> I just love that Like this is a 1917 war movie. And there's like this little tongue in cheek of like, haha, we've got two of the dudes from Game of Thrones in here. And then they don't get to talk to each other. No. Like they're brothers. And then nope. I thought uh, I just I liked that little tongue in cheek moment. We need a good Richard Madden movie because we mentioned that he was in Rocket Man, but yeah. he's not got a big part. He doesn't have a big part in this one. It looks like he's got some chops. Mm-hmm. I really like to see what he would do with a a, a nice you like know a, yeah good movie. Give, give him a lead role and let's see what yeah. he can do. I'd like to as well. All right, let's uh, let's dive into the bad. I will take the lead on this one. I have to say, the music, the score for this. Uh, there were several times that it was enough. So for me, if I don't notice the music, that means the music is doing its job. Um, if I notice it, it's usually not for good reasons because I am not per se a musical person. So I'm not there picking it apart. So if I notice it, it's either really stellar or it's really distracting. And at multiple points in this movie, I found the score to be distracting. Hmm. Okay. You know, I, it, it's weird that you said that because uh, can I do my bad? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think sometimes they spoke so low, like whenever they're delivering their lines. Did I say that sentence right? Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, okay. Like I couldn't hear them. Like I had the sound bar. I, I guess I just have horrible hearing anyway, but uh, I had my sound bar up to 60. Whoa. And I could hardly hear them. But then you say the music, I'd have to turn it down when the music started. And it wasn't even like, like, you know, the bombs going off in the yeah. shooting. That didn't bother me, but the, I had to turn the music down, but then I couldn't hear them speak because the music So it wasn't, like, equalized. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, it kind of drove me nuts, but... You need one that goes to 11. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know, one day whenever I have a bigger house, I have to have, like, a home theater. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one of my things. It matters. Yeah. All right, what about you, Rich? What's bad for you? All right, so this is a struggle for me because, uh, you know, Lulu, you were really talking about the camera work and the lighting and how awesome that is because those are extremely difficult shots to do. Yeah. I agree with you. I know those are extremely difficult shots to do, and I, I appreciate the work that they put in, the effort, and even to a certain degree, the result. But unfortunately, that is my bad. And here's, Really? But here's why. The problem is, is while all those things are amazing from an artistic standpoint, I think they relied on that too much and not enough on telling the story. So you feel like mm. 
they made it like a gimmick and that they were dedicating right. too much to the gimmick instead of the story. Exactly. They were focusing on the way they shot it and not what was best for the story. And it became okay. too much about that. So I really feel like they actually ended up suffering from what they wanted to do because it became more cumbersome. And, and that's, it kind of, like I said, took me out of it and it became noticeable as opposed to do what you need to do to tell the story. Uh, it, it felt like almost backwards. They're like, we want to do these shots. Now what story can we put in it? Not here's the story you want to tell yeah. and this is how we want to tell it. Is this the second movie that's ever done that or something? No, I mean, the, the idea of doing this has been, it, it's happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doing what specifically? Like the one the shot. Yeah. Um, it depends. Like there, um, I don't know the specifics in terms of films that have gone start to finish. It is something that was started a lot more in TV. Mm-hmm. ER was the one. They would do oneers, and if you watch vintage ER, they will start in the ER and go through different rooms and they're all one shot takes then west wing it became a thing they would do walk and talks in west wing and they would start at one end of the west wing and work Mm. to another and pick up characters and then so it exists a lot in television and then it has been a part of movies but in terms of the entire story being told that way it is not common yeah it it was quite an accomplishment what they were trying to do here but it was kind of weird like i said because i had never seen this before and i've never watched like West Wing or anything like that. So, Dude, like whenever, West Wing is like one of my top ten favorite shows of all time. Hmm. Huh, nice. Uh, West but, Wing was pretty solid. But uh, whenever it just kept going and kept going and kept going, like I thought it was me because I was like, "What? What is going on? I have not seen like a cut this whole time." Oh, so you didn't know it was I like that going yeah, in? No, oh, okay. not at all. And uh, so that's why I was like, "Am, am I blinking at, 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 at like the exact same time they're doing a weird cut?" And like, yeah, I, it was messing with my head for a hot second. But like, then I finally realized what was going on. Like, yeah. about five minutes into it, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay." All right, what about an ugly for you guys? You guys have one for this movie? I certainly do. Go for it. Um, it was when the hand went into the open wound inside <laughs> of the German oh corpse. I oh. thought the same thing. I, if, if you know me on a personal level, there is very little in this world that grosses me out. Yeah. Very little. I was so grossed out. Like, I was verbally like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> like, you want to talk about the things that are the grossest in the world to stick your wounded hand with open skin into a rotting human, mm-hmm. a rotting human corpse. Yeah. Nope. I thought honestly, well, he didn't mean to. I mean, it's so like... the funny thing is, is I got super grossed out because you know germs. Gross. Yeah, but you're grossed out by everything. But like when he did that, the only thing I could think of was, was like, I bet he dies because he's gonna get. Oh, see, I knew from the jump the second they're leaving the trench, uh, to go, and they get to the top of the ladder. And he stops uh, Tommen from going first. And he says something about, you know, age before beauty or whatever. From that moment, I knew Tommen was going to die. Oh, really? And that mm-hmm. he was going to live. See, I thought he was going to die because he's going to get some, like, icky thing. <laughs> like... He's going to get the gangrene because he had, he had rotting gonna... flesh in him. Yeah. Oh. See, I actually thought that was a nice touch, though, because unfortunately what happened in those situations is somebody did die. that You couldn't go get the body because then they yeah. would just shoot those people in the same way with, like, they showed the dead horse. I mean, they're disgusting, but that would have happened. Oh, yeah. It totally, like, served a purpose. It just, I am not easily grossed out, and that grossed me the F oh, out. Uh, the house, you know, where the whole milk scene happened yeah. and everything, when he was leaving, whenever they're walking to the house, you see a dead dog lying there in, next to the house. And when they're leaving, one of the guys in the truck goes, is that dead dog? Yeah. Like, I, like I was like, either. wow, I can't believe that they, like, tied that in. That was weird, but <laughs> yeah. okay. 
What well, about you, Rich? Did you have an ugly? You know, I kind of touched on it earlier, but the entire premise. Here's, I think, where they made a mistake. Because this is based on a historical event. When the Germans clap, collapsed back the, what was the Hindenburg Line, uh-huh. uh, you know, this actually happened. And I think that was their error in attaching that event because then it allowed people like me to say, oh, okay, well, now we can discuss why they what they did made no sense. I think they should have left it ambiguous and just said, hey, we need you to get a message to these guys here. And oh, not, I see. not tie it to a specific yeah, yeah. event or historical, you know, because th- then y- you people like me can't pick it apart because we can't say, well, that didn't happen that way or wouldn't have happened that way because we don't know which one they're talking about. And honestly, it wasn't particularly relevant to the story why it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. The relevant part of the story was we need to send messengers from where we are to that unit there. Yeah, that's really all they needed. And I think they should have left it at that. I, I think it's one of those examples where they gave us too much information. And now there's this flawed premise in my head that I couldn't get around because I'm like, that makes no sense that they would be doing that. Whereas if they would have left it ambiguous, I couldn't do that. And it wouldn't take me out of the movie as much. Interesting. What about you, Nick? Did you have an ugly and you can't use mine? I already used dead German guy. Oh no. Oh no. You just used the dog. Yeah. Uh, I agreed with you on the German guy thing. And then, uh, the dead thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's all dead things for you guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Funny, a war movie and you're squeamish about dead things. Listen, there is <laughs> very no, no, no. Okay, little so that I find I wasn't in this grossed world. out about the the dead human. It was more of <laughs> Even the you can't hardly hand say it. <laughs> going into the dead human. It was, it was the was fact gross. that his flesh, like, oh, yeah. if it, that it was he had an open moment. wound on his oh, yeah. flesh. And then when, if it had been just skin going in, you can wash that off. But like some of the dead <laughs> no, guy got couldn't. on the inside. Yeah. All he had was that stagnant muddy water to wash it off with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, just wrap it. Yeah. No. You need yeah. some like. No, it was a gruesome moment. But well, I... let's, let's find a nice little palate cleanser and slide on over to the rec room and uh, see what recommendations are. Me, uh, because this was in the past, I thought it would be nice. Uh, Back to the Future is on Netflix. <laughs> Have not watched those movies in a hot minute. Oh, I thought you were about to say you've never watched them. I'm like, two no. what? No. <laughs> Marty, is... your kids. No. <laughs> I've absolutely seen all of the Back to the Futures. Pretty sure at one point in time I could quote all of them verbatim. Uh, but it's uh, it's nice that they're on Netflix. They haven't been streaming in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I love those movies. Cool. And they're at everybody's fingertips. So, uh, you know, if you want a little walk down memory lane, check out Back to the Future. They hold up pretty well. Yeah. Solid. What about you, Rich? You know me. I'm the book guy. So I got another book one for you. Uh, this was actually recently recommended to me. I reached out to a couple of friends of mine. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of in a, I don't want to say reading slump, but I didn't know what I wanted to read yeah. next. So I just asked some friends of mine for recommendations, which is a great way to get books, by the way. Just have your friends recommend them. Uh, you know, like, I've texted you about books. You no, know, yeah, but I mean, like, so I, I, this was with a group of people, and I messaged them all specifically and said, okay, everybody, give me a recommendation, and I keep that going until everybody's given me one that I haven't read. Nice. And then I get those books and read them, whether I wanted to or not. So okay. basically, they just start putting, throwing out things, uh, and this was one of those from that that little list that I got. Uh, it's called the Murderbot Diaries. That's an interesting title. It really was. I've only read the first one in the series because that's the only one I bought, but I'm buying I'm buying the rest. Nice. I can tell you it's one of those where uh, I immediately... Murder Bot what? Murder Bot Diaries. Murder it, Bot it, it's Diaries. It's sci-fi. Uh, Murder Bot is the, the main character, what the, the moniker they give themselves. Um, but it, it's really solid. Now, it's also a very short book. I mean, this is not a tome like I normally read. Right. It's a very quick read. But um, it, it's fantastic. It actually won the won a Hugo Award. 
Oh, cool. So, no, it's really good. I highly recommend it to the point where as soon as I get my current reading list down a little bit, I will be buying, uh, I think there's up, uh, six out now. Is she still writing them? I will buy probably everything that's out after this because I like this one that much. Cool. Nice. What about you, Nick? Uh, so I have only watched one episode. I think you did this. Like you recommended something you were one episode in, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I'm just late to the bandwagon on this, but I watched episode one of the show Watchmen because it was. Dude, oh, have you not watched Watchmen? No. Yet? Oh my goodness. Oh my I've just God. Seen that the is movie. one of the greatest TV shows that has ever been yeah, made. I've just seen the movie and I have. I think, uh, uh, in my humble opinion, I think the show's better. I read. It's so the, super relevant right well, now, too. I, I know that's the part where I was sort of like, ooh, that. Yeah, because those Tulsa race riots actually mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I read the graphic novel to Watchmen, which does not per, like pertain to anything about the, uh, the show. show. No. Uh, well, I mean, it does and it does and it doesn't. You're yeah, right. I mean, so I was already like a, a huge fan of Watchmen. Like I still yeah. own like my. It's broken in because I've read it so many times. But uh, this that was show is. It gets better, dude. Wow. Just no. episode one. Regina that, King. Holy oh, crap! Regina so King good. is magic. So I love good. her. So do I. Wow. And, and Don Johnson. Don Freeman Don Johnson. Johnson. When I saw him, I'm like, no way. But he carries his no, own. No, he does. Legit. Yeah. No, that, that show, honestly, um, one of my favorite shows, as far as shows, in quite some time. Yeah. And I'm mad, but not mad, because I looked to see if there's a season two coming, and it was sort of just like but a one-off miniseries. Be, you would be upset if there was a season two, because the way that they closed it, they're not saying- Well, don't tell me. I'm only one episode. Well, no, I'm yeah. just saying they're not- saying there's not going to be a second season per se but if it is it will be a totally different, different story. story like did you ever see true detective yeah yeah oh yeah, like yeah. That. all those yeah. all the seasons this is a complete story there are bookends oh, okay yes. that's okay. not to say that you couldn't like have another story that comes after this at some point in time but right. they did, this is not left but, open for an obvious here we go this was this has bookends I, I i i am glad that they're doing that because like you said earlier like i think off mic i hate it when shows like start- they don't know yeah, they yeah. start to spiral. Yeah, so I'm good. Like, because so far, if they end on a high note, like they started on this high note of keeping my attention. I, yeah, they do. Like that. And wow, just you got to watch yep. it. I, I like, feel like the answer is yes. I feel like they keep it going and make it fantastic. Yeah. It was one of the few shows. Normally, I have a pretty good good idea where we're going with it. And that was one of those where I'm like, a lot of times where I wasn't certain where we were going with it. They really, but you were along for the ride. I know, and I that's totally, a thing. I totally yeah. love it when they can completely fool me. And I don't want to say that that's because this isn't one of those like it's all twisty and turny. Um, it, it's it's a just very not good, obvious yeah. how yeah. it's going to unfold. Okay, well, and, and then when it does, you're like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I well, don't say that, but there is at least one. That's all twist. I want to know because I hadn't heard anything about this story or anything, and I'm like, whenever I finished episode one, like two nights ago. And yeah, don't like, don't spoil it for yourself. It's worth it. To right, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. No, it, and it's available on Hulu and probably HBO on demand. <laughs> it yeah. is. And some of the acting there is just oh phenomenal, uh, amazing. What's the oh, god dang it? It's been too long since I've seen it. The the uh, the the Rorschach character. Oh, um, I can't think of his name either. Uh, hang on, I'm pulling. Like the guy who played Rorschach. Well, no, he's not Rorschach, but he's got the. He has a mask. He's thing. got the word. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, yes. Is that, is that the hillbilly guy? Yeah, the guy who plays Looking Glass. That's the character's name. Okay. Okay. That so when you were saying amazing. Rorschach, I was thinking from the movie. Sorry. You're t- I, I was yeah. going to say him. He was in it, but I couldn't think of his name. The guy from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, yeah. Tim Blake yeah. Nelson. No, he is 
fantastic. So is like others like, you know, Regina King, um, Lewis Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So great. Jeremy Irons. Yes. Oh, that's so great. All I mean, it. just, just, yeah, just so great. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, it. all of us recommend this yeah. one. So, check out Watchmen if you haven't seen it yet. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Woo-hoo.